reading and just the fellowship we've ex- experienced this morning. Father, I just ask you, Lord, that, um, that you would just bless and anoint the sharing this morning of the scriptures. And uh, Father, for uh, dear sister Amanda that has committed to this um, proclamation of her faith through baptism, Father, I just lift her and her family up. And, and uh, Father, thank you for those that are here today to support her in this. And, and Father, that I pray that this is just the beginning of many. We, Father, we rejoice in all the baptisms that we've experienced here at Calvary long before I got here and since I've been here. And Father, we pray there'll be many more because that means people are putting their trust in you, putting their faith in you. And Father, we get to celebrate, Father, those decisions publicly. And so, Father, would you just, again, would you bless and anoint the word that we will share this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I decided just to take a little break from uh, the book of Acts and, and just talk about baptism and what it means. And obviously, we've heard this before, but I, I wanted to focus on something uh, maybe specific um, just this morning out of one of the verses in, in Romans chapter 6. But can I just say that, uh, that you, and you know this, that baptism um, is, a, is an outward physical symbol of the inward spiritual conversion of, of a Christian. When you, when you commit to saying publicly, I, I am going to stand up, I'm going to uh, confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord, and I'm going to share that I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead, and I'm going to follow the Lord in this ordinance of baptism, as many others have in the, in the past, because it, it is the proof, it is a physical manifestation, a proof that I have given my life to Christ. And, but let me just stress here that normally in Scripture, when you see in Scripture, uh, especially like when we just went through Acts, where it says in Acts 2.41 that that uh, so those who received the word were baptized. It, it doesn't say in there, though, so those who received the word uh, two or three years later were baptized. They, they immediately went to the waters of baptism. Of course, they had the disciples there with, telling them of their experience, their experience with Christ, their experience, um, the witness uh, of uh, John the Baptist, and uh, they themselves standing with Jesus, baptizing many. And uh, there wasn't a, a lot of time between their trust in Christ and this public proclamation of their faith. Um, so <clears throat> now, uh, for those of you who've been in our denomination for a long time, uh, you are probably aware that we, we do not make uh, baptism a sort of a... Uh, a big deal for a membership. You know, if you, if you came to us and said, uh, now, now I, I may, I'll, I'll qualify this in a second. If you came to an Alliance church and said, I believe in Jesus and I want to be a member and we obviously, the, the, the leadership would interview you and say, yes, you know what, this person really knows Christ and you would be taken into membership. But here at Calvary, I want to tell you something, that if you come to us and say you believe in the Lord Jesus, sure, would you, can you become a member and, and then be baptized? Absolutely. But you know what? If we're going we're gonna to encourage you to say, let's look at Scripture. Let's look at what they did. Let's look at this idea of public proclamation. 
And if a person's too nervous to make a public proclamation, uh, you know, then we might question their, their salvation. You know, all of you know that when you came to Christ, if you came in dramatically like I did, it, there was no holding back the testimony. And, and so when it's fresh and new like that, it is good. Now, what we don't want to do is get old and, and, and never sharing our faith, in a sense, the freshness is lost. Now, I hope to show you today that what is shared in Romans chapter 6 is that's not the way the Christian faith is to go. The Christian faith is to be always growing, always, always leaning into Christ, always in the vine, always receiving the, the, the nourishment from Christ and one another and the body of Christ and encouraging one another. So I hope you see that this morning. Um, we'll, keep, we'll keep track of time. And I do want to uh, obviously have Amanda share as she would be led to share. Uh, nobody's uh, forcing anybody to <laughs> say any words uh, that they don't want to say. But uh, you're going you're to meet a woman that uh, it certainly has given a life to Christ. And, um, but let me just, let me just um, walk through some stuff that I've seen. It's important to read the verses. I hope you're okay with me reading the verses right in Romans chapter 6. We're just going to go down to 14. And so this is after... The, you've got to read the first all the chapters ahead. I mean, it's just it's just hard to come in here and just jump into six without going one, two, three, four, five, and then six, because it's all about putting your faith in Christ and trusting Christ. So, with that all thought about that, he's talking about how we're to put our faith and trust in Christ. Here we come to Romans chapter six, and it says, "What shall we say then? If we put our faith in Christ, if we've trusted Him, and we're no longer under the law, but we're under grace." He says, are we to continue to in sin that grace may abound? You know, when we sin, God's grace pours out on us. Well, so I'm under grace, so I can just do what I want. Grace is a little covery. No, that's not the point. No, by no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Now, the comment I'll make in here is that the reason we have water and, and we do a full immersion baptism is because when you're fully under the water here, uh, human beings can't breathe underwater. You're going to die. And so this is symbolic of the fact of, of like a grave. You're going to go down in the grave symbolically, publicly, and you're baptized in a sense into, as Christ went down into the grave. Christ was God both 100% God, 100% man. He was fully God, fully man. His manhood died. He was dead. When they put a, a spear in his heart, uh, stuck a spear in him, in his side, and they nailed him to the cross, beaten him to pulp, he was dead when they took him off that cross. And so we get baptized, like Christ, into his death. We were buried, therefore, with him, by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, and here's some key words here, by the glory of the Father. It was the glory of the Father, the power of the Father, that raised Jesus from the dead. Now that same glory of the Father works in us to give us new life. And it says, so I'll re- go back to that. Just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too 
might walk in newness of life. There's, now, this is the English Standard Version Bible. Your translation may say, shall walk. Or this one says, might walk. I think that's a key word right there. It ought to be a warning to us. It ought to be an encouragement to us as well, both a warning and encouragement. And a warning in the sense that it's not a guarantee. And an encouragement in, its, in a sense that it is a guarantee. And you say, what on earth? You just contradicted yourself. No, it says that you might walk. You might walk because of the death and resurrection. Because when you commit to Christ and you say, I am crucified with Christ, therefore I no longer live, but Christ works in me, and I'm going to remain in him, and I'm going to stay in him. That's when you shall walk. That's when you might walk. But you will have choices. You will have choices to say, will you remain in the vine? No, I won't. Then you won't walk in the newness of life. Will I stay in the scriptures? Will I stay in the fellowship? Will I stay in prayer? Will I read? The, will, I, will I keep on leaning into Christ? Yes, I will. Then you shall walk. Then I, but I won't. Then you might not walk. And so we have a choice. Every one of you has a choice. And freshness is kept when you stay rooted in the vine. In the vine. Rooted in the ground. Solid. Established. You know, I'm not a gardener, <clears throat> and I don't profess to be. Whenever Pauline leaves town, he comes back and plants are dead, or they're dying, they're wilting. But I look, was sitting out there last night with her. I said, Pauline, I said, your flowers look just beautiful. She said, yeah, but they, it, they, they take love and care, tender care. And she does. She loves and tender, tenderly cares for them. But those plants were initially bought. Some of them didn't look so good because you bought them on sale, but she put them in the plant, uh, in the plant pot. She, put, she, put, she got the right soil. She's treated the soil right. She's got the right fertilizer in there. She waters them all the time. She wa- doesn't overwater them like I do and kill them. And, and they grow. They bloom. They bloom. They, they get established. You see, it's not just getting rooted. It's getting established. When a plant, all I know about it is when a plant gets established, it, it can withstand lots of heat and lots of wind it's established. If it's not established, it's blown away. And so when he's telling here that you, you've got to get rooted and you've got to get established, you've got to get, so you can walk in the newness of life. All right, so verse five. This is the kind of, the, this is the verse that I feel like this morning that I wanted to encourage us in terms of staying fresh. Staying fresh in your faith. It says, for if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, dead in the grave, so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been, been set free from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe we will live. We will also live with him. We know that Christ being raised from the dead will never, being raised from the dead, will never die again. 
He died once. Death no longer has dominion over him. He took the stain out of the death, the Bible tells us. For, for the death he died, he died to sin once for all. Once time, one time for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Let not sin, therefore, reign in your mortal body. That is, if you want to walk, that you might walk, that you shall walk in the newness, the way to walk in newness is don't let sin reign in your mortal body. Immediately confess it. Keep short accounts with God. Don't let it rain and to make you obey its passions. Listen, let's just talk honestly. All of us, no matter how long you live, there is going to be a war going on in your inside with your passions. We know we died with Christ. We know that we've risen up and we're going to live with him. But somehow it seems like there's a little bit of us left until God takes us home. It's just to keep us in the faith to keep us pressing in. Don't obey those passions. Turn immediately from them. He says here, he helps us out. He says, do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness. Don't even present yourself to them, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. For sin will not Will, will have no dominion over you since you are not under law but under grace. So there's the reading of the word. God, help us to just see a little bit of this today um, in terms of a confession of faith, in terms of baptism, in terms of staying fresh, in, ter- in terms of, for those of you who've been in the faith a long time, to, to refresh yourself. For those of you who've never been baptized as a believer, to say, That's something that the Holy Spirit is leading me toward. So baptism is an outward sign. Baptism was the first physical expression of your active growth as a Christian. That ought to be it. It's an active growth. You shall walk actively in newness of life and remain active. Let me look at this verse 5. Just for this is for today. We have another baptism. We'll focus on another area in this chapter 6 because it's so packed full. But let me read this again to you, verse 5. And, and take notes on this. Go home on this. Pray through this and ask yourself, where am I in this? And for Amanda today, she can ask herself, where am I in this? Where he says this, for if, you, if we have been united with him, in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like Am I still on? Yeah. The old King James Bible, if, you've got, if some of you don't use that, but you're on your phone, you can get the old King James Bible. It says something different here than united with him in a death like his. It says, For if we have been planted together with the likeness of his death, if we have been planted together in the likeness of death, we shall certainly be in the likeness of his resurrection. 
will be like his. We'll be, have a resurrection like his. Now, I wanted to focus on that, that idea of being planted together with him. Yes, you can use the word united with him. But I think the old King James translators had something there. What they're referring to there about being planted is they're referring to the type of situation that happens with the mistletoe. If you Google the mistletoe, the mistletoe is a parasitic plant. It is a plant that attaches itself to the oak tree. And it's parasitic. It grows its roots into the oak tree. And it receives its nourishment from the oak tree. And, and so an oak tree, it's important. If, 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 it, if the oak tree is overcome by the myrtle tree, it gets so overcome by that, it can suck so much vitality out of the oak tree, the oak tree can die. Now, Christ is a living being. He is ever living. He is, has all the nutrients. The same way he says for us to remain in the vine, this is like, this is to be planted with him in a death like his, in the likeness of his death, like a parasitic plant. We are like parasit- parasites in the sense of, 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 of rooting ourselves in him and receiving our nutrients from him and never letting go of him, keep growing in him. And, and so when we're doing that, in the sense of his death, as we, as we uh, are planted in the likeness of his death, if we, we don't bear our burdens like Christ bore our burdens, but we die with him. So in the sense that he died, that's what Paul's trying to say here is, we die. And if we're, if we're so close to him, we understand his death. We see him on the cross. We, we can never tire of talking about the cross, of his nail-pierced hands, of his feet, of, of him receiving the punishment that we deserved. And as we are attached to him, rooted in him, we get a, 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 an even a clearer glimpse of the sin that I am so prone to, he took. And so in the same likeness of his death, my sin dies. And then in the same sense as this, as this tied into him like the myrtle tree into the oak, I'm going to have the same sense, the same knowledge of his resurrection, the life of the resurrected life, the, the overcoming life, the the, the kind of life that says, I can now live. I no longer live, but I li- the life I live, I live in Christ alone. I live through him. Does that make sense? 2 Corinthians 13, 4 says, For he was crucified in weakness, but lives by the power of God. Taken, if you keep studying this passage, if you take all the connective verses to this passage of men planted together, you'll start to see how he wants to uh, pour into you the resurrected life, the positive things, the good things, the new things, the fresh things, the, the, vic- the, the things of victory, not the things of defeat. He wants us to experience them. But we have to die first before we can live. And we experience the power of God. Jesus said, 
to Martha when Lazarus was dead. He says, um, Jesus said to Martha, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? Remember the verse earlier, just the verse before, when it says that this resurrected life is by the glory of God, the power of God working in you when you're planted together, when you're rooted in him, you experience the fact that his glory is now going to give you victory over your own sin. You will have the likeness of his life, the resurrected life. And John 14, 19 says, because Jesus said, because I live, you also will live. That's what this is about. This is a public declaration of the fact that I've given my life to Christ. I believe in him. I believe that God raised him from the dead. I confess Christ as my Lord. And I know that he lives. And because he lives, I'm going to live. And I'm making a public declaration of it. Now in terms of, and I could get into more things here I'm not going to for the sake of today. But just to say this, that in the same way, in, in, in our sense of our belief and our sense of looking at this scripture, in a sense of trusting this fact that I'm di- I've died and now I'm going to rise new and I'm going to stay fresh, I'm going to remain in the vine. I'm going to be like that myrtle tree rooted into the oak tree. In Romans 4.20, which is prior to this, obviously, Romans 6, they're talking about Abraham and how he, he put his faith in Christ and God blessed him with righteousness because of faith, his faith in Christ. And he says this in Romans 4.20, no unbelief, no unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he promised. If If we have been united with him in the likeness of his death, or with him in a death like this, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Put your faith in that promise. Be like Abraham, who had a faith that gave glory to God. Part of baptism is making a public declaration of your faith and being publicly baptized to say, I'm going to give glory for God because I am crucified with Christ and I no longer live. But the life I live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loves me. And of course, he gave his life for me. And be fully convinced that God is able to do what he promises. Because he lives, you also will live. Listen, do you need your faith refreshed this morning? Do you need to picture yourself getting climbing an oak tree, if you will, and, and putting those tentacles, your roots, into that oak tree and drawing the sap as if you're drawing them out of Christ himself? I just want to encourage you to 
go home and pray about that. Even now, just say, Lord, I want to be refreshed. I want to be planted. I want to be rooted and grounded. Some promises of Scripture says this. Colossians 2.6 says, Colossians 2.6, As you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. See, go out of here and walk in Him. Rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith. Colossians 2.12, a little later, says, Having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God. When this happens, verse 15 says, that Christ disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by, by triumphing over them in him. Put them to open shame. I wrote down a verse this morning, right before I walked in here. I wanted to finish with this, and I'm going to ask Amanda to come up and if she's willing to share something, or if I, if we're just going to put her in the tub. But Psalm 20, verse seven says this. Seven and eight says, "Some trust in chariots, and some in horses." but we trust in the name of the Lord. I pray that's your prayer. I pray that you're going back to the day you were baptized and you're refreshing yourself with that idea. That you're not going to trust in all these things of the world, but you're going to put your trust in the name of the Lord. Verse 8 says, they collapse and fall, but we rise and stand upright. That's, that's what the God does. And, and whenever we have an opportunity to lead someone to Christ, and then have them come and be baptized. Praise the Lord. It's a, it's, it, 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 it's a, a wonderful day. When we were praying as elders, we were a little bit late getting in here this morning, uh, but we were praying, and man, I couldn't hardly pray because I just had this picture of heaven. And you know, whenever anybody comes to Christ, there is rejoicing in heaven. And I'm convinced this morning when I was praying, it's like I, I sensed there was rejoicing in heaven because now we're publicly professing that faith. We have a sister in Christ that says, I have trusted in Christ. I've had a long journey toward this, but Christ was faithful. He kept on using different people, different circumstances, different venues. And praise the Lord, a friend Brittany's here today to stand with her who's been instrumental too in walking with her through her faith, in her faith. And so we're going to celebrate together the baptism of a dear sister. And so can I ask is, um, Amanda to come up? And, and I don't know if uh, when we go to uh, baptize you, uh, whether your friend Brittany would want to come up and be with you. And um, I know we have other friends here too with you. But I'm going to just move this thing off to the side. I took my watch off because I heard about Tim baptizing somebody with his suit on one time. Put his arm down in there with a full suit. Whatever it takes, right? Oh, I guess I need a microphone here. So as we talked before, Amanda, don't, you don't, I don't want you to feel any pressure. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Izzy, Isla, and Isaac. There we go. <laughs> Praise the Lord. 
But, um, you know, I just want to just say, first of all, I'm just so blessed to have met you and just got to know you a little bit. Um, and uh, I know that you've been praying about what you might say or if you say nothing. Or I want you to know for, for a fact uh, Amanda does not want herself to be glorified or her, even her testimony to be glorified. She wants Christ to be glorified, and that's a huge deal. And, um, but maybe you could just tell us, I mean, if you feel led to tell, and if you don't, that's fine. But I, as I said earlier, I think you, you do have a story to tell. And I think it would encourage those that maybe lost their freshness. You know, we all lose our freshness, don't we? And let's just be honest. But when we, when we hear a testimony, it refreshes us. And I'm convinced as I prayed with the elders right after you left my office, I just, man, I couldn't pray. Because I was just seeing that like there was a rejoicing in heaven. And you've already, you know, come to Christ. You're already saved. But man, this is a public declaration. And like I said to you, Galatians 2.20, you put a stake in the ground today, July 12, 2020. I am crucified, Amanda. I'm crucified with Christ. I, therefore, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. That's what you're saying. And you can always look back to it because trust me, the enemy is going to, he's going to be brutal. But, but he is already defeated and you need to know that. And you have a church family that is going to stand with you and pray for you, walk with you, counsel you, be with your kids, be with Chris, and uh, we're, we're going to pray that uh, we're going to keep you fresh. But God keeps you fresh. Amen. So, uh, is this on, Mike? Okay, so. Yeah, make sure. We'll make sure. Yeah, don't go in there. You have to wait until you know Jesus. All right. All right, so, I mean, if you feel led to share, I mean, a little bit about who you are, maybe, and um, how did you get to here? I mean, how did you get to, because you've been on quite a journey. You've been trying to, uh, get, you've been kind of asking about being baptized, and then things just didn't work out, and now here we are today, so. Right. Um, yeah, I just, I tried many times to be baptized, and it just, it didn't work out. Um, it was a lot of just battling and adversity. And um, let your mommy let your mommy hold it because then she can hold it. Right, hold it right here. Yeah, hold it together. Fine. But don't push it, okay? Um, and I had a lot of growing to do. I think to get to the point where I'm at now. Um, and I know God's hand was in it. Um, I think that. I needed to find no, no, no. a place that was sharing the gospel and that was receptive Mom, of the mess Mom, that I brought Mom, along. Um, and my testimony is pretty messy. And, um, you know, it was challenging because basically every time that adversity would come, um, it would attack my faith and then the enemy would kind of sneak right in and, you know, really take the roots back up. And so it's been just a long, a lot of battle. Um, 
And so when I was baptized in the tub, this was not, there was no emotion involved in it like this. So. And, and so I talked about that on Facebook this week, and, you know, because you had asked the question, right? Chris baptized me in the bathtub. Am I good to go? And uh, is that good enough? And, and I, as I shared on the Facebook, I shared on Facebook, like, how do you tell someone that's just trusted in Christ <laughs> that they want to get baptized? The husband fills the tub and says, there's water, and gets baptized. And you say, that's not good enough. It, you know what? In a sense, it is good enough. It was what I needed then at the time. Right. And now, and now when we talked about the idea of a public confession, of co- public profession and making it public, um, it, it's going to, it, what it's going to do for you is going to give you more of a solid foundation. Mm-hmm. It, it, is, it is, again, getting that root into, into Christ and getting it grounded. And all those attacks, the enemy just keeps on, like you said, you, get, you start to get rooted and then he, mm-hmm. he comes and boom, you feel yourself, well, that's, a, that's a, a, a word to us to say, keep praying for Amanda. Because um, as I shared with you, when you walk out of here, and I don't want to give the devil any kind of a credit or anything, but I do want to say that you're going to come under attack. We, especially when you first commit to Christ, first get baptized. And so it's important for us to cover Amanda in prayer, Chris in prayer, kids in prayer. Um, but when, how did you put your trust? Like, when did you know that you, like, you know, obviously you had the long journey, but when did it kind of sink in? You know what? I am giving my life to Christ. I, I'm going to be a follower of Christ. Um, so I was able to accept the idea of God, um, but I wasn't, I didn't have my belief in Jesus and when I had exhausted all other options on my journey and I had accepted God and um, I still was in despair and um, nothing really was working. The things I used to numb before were not working anymore. And that's when I really just lost all control and then called out um, to the Lord and, and that's where he met me. And then I didn't need anything else, any crutch or um, I'm here. And that's, you can kind of piece together. I would not have been here had I not called on the Lord in that moment. Yeah. Well, the Bible says that he who calls on the Lord will be saved. You know, on our sign out there, it says, look, look to him and you will be saved. You know, that's the one thing about God. When, when, when you say, when you get to that place and you finally look to him, he doesn't, he doesn't waste any time. He just says, there's a heart that's willing, there's a broken and contrite heart, boom, here he is. Yeah, and he doesn't require anything extra. You know, that's the problem I faced was um, a lot of people were pressuring me into um, doing something extra when I wasn't ready. Um, and when I was ready, when I, my need was there, um, he didn't require me to do anything by any book, other, you know, let me rephrase that, um, by people's standards um, or some of the church's standards. He didn't, he didn't need anything extra other than just my desperate need. You're saved by grace and not by works so that no man can boast. 
it's always the challenge for us as a church and in, in leadership and, and any of us that disciple a, a family member or a friend is, is to try and to encourage people to, you know, get that, get, be like that parasitic <laughs> myrtle tree, you know, to get rooted and at the same time trying not to make it like works. And, and yet we do, you know, we work out our own salvation, but we're not saved by those works. It's a, it is a delicate balance. Well, um, I am just so uh, grateful to have met you, and you, I hope and pray that we can be a church, that we can be a solid foundation for you, that we'll always be faithful to the Word, and that, um, you know, if when you get those times uh, that you'll call on us, you know, for prayer. I do. You, yeah, you already, <laughs> she already does that. So, and you've got multiple people out here that you can, you can text and reach out to, too. And we're just so thankful that you're part of our church family. And it gives us great pleasure to baptize you. I don't mind asking for my elders to come up. And, um, and uh, Brittany, Chris, if you'd like to stand with your wife. And we'll get you in the the the. the um, uh, well, uh, let me let me let let me let me tell you, no. It's not cold. It, it really isn't. Thanks to Ken, got him, got the electric heaters and set it up. So why don't you come on in here? And then what we'll do is climb in, and then uh, we'll have you sit on that face this way. And uh, Brittany, I don't know if you want to go around that side, and maybe you want to come with me, Chris. And, huh? I thought Chris was coming. Oh, Chris, why don't you go? Why don't you go around that side, and and, and you and Brittany go that side, and me and the. Any advice? Do I hold my nose? Yes. <laughs> if 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 I hold you under too long, kick your feet. Okay. Now. Okay. This is my literal nightmare that yeah. I get drowned in my you baptism. Won't. You won't, but, but it, is, it is symbolic. But I have to have to ask you a question. So, Amanda, you know, um, based on your, your testimony just now and your, and your faith in, 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 in Christ and your, your public sharing that you're, you want to follow him and want to stay rooted and grounded in him, it just gives us great pleasure to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So now you can go hold your nose. We make sure you get all the way under, okay? Yes. Are you ready? Okay. Help me hold hold this hand here, okay? <laughs> to follow Jesus, have decided. To follow Jesus, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. Amen. All right, Mike, are we ready for our... We're going to have a closing song. And, um, and then you can, after... Amanda dries off. Hopefully you can be around and give us some hugs. And, but if you've, not, if you've not come to faith in Christ, put your trust in Christ. And if you've not been baptized as a believer, please go home, read Romans 6. Please come talk to us. Let's stand together.